Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kastrovitz, and this is our weekly look at the Minnesota Twins. I'm joined by Rhett Bollinger. And Rhett, uh, some news that, that came out of the past week was the promotion of Alberto Mejia. He, uh, for the uninitiated, he was the prospect acquired in the Eduardo Nunez trade with the Giants. What can you tell us about Mejia? Well, Mejia is definitely a big left-hander. I met him in person for the first time. He said he kind of likes to pattern himself off uh, CC Sabathia. He's six foot two. He's listed at two twenty, but I bet he's even bigger than that. Um, you know, throws pretty hard for a lefty. Can hit as high as ninety five, but mostly sits more in the lower nineties. Uh, you know, good slider, curveball, changeup mix as well. Uh, made his debut the same day he got called up. The Twins needed some innings after the rough one there in the game. Uh, they went until 2 in the morning with a three-hour rain delay and a 15-minute uh, lights going out delay. And, of course, the game went to extra innings. So the next day, they really needed a pitcher. He came up, served his purpose, pitched two and a third, gave a couple runs, but not too bad of a debut for a guy you know, called up for the first time. Unfortunately for him, he was set back down after his first appearance just because it made sense because – uh, you know, he'd already thrown two and a third innings. He's probably not going to be available for two, three days. They figured they might as well get another arm up there that was available. They brought up Pat Light, who was also acquired in a trade. He was in the trade for Fernando Abad from the Red Sox. And Light didn't appear in a, a game yet, uh, but Mejia made his debut. And then for the most part, it went pretty well. Yeah, and when, the, you know, when you're in that seller position, that's the, the one benefit of it is you start to get some new bodies in the system and, uh, get your first crack at them, first look at them. So we'll see what those guys uh, can deliver going forward. But uh, Jorge Polanco, uh, another young rookie, and of course, uh, because of the Eduardo Nunez trade, there have been some opportunities to shortstop. He's he's had quite a few of those opportunities despite not playing there in AAA. What do you make of uh, of that position and, and how it relates to Polanco? Well, they really want to see what he can do. That's the big thing with him. I was even surprised on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, when Eduardo Escobar was in the lineup, Escobar was playing third, uh, where Polanco was playing shortstop, which is kind of surprising just in the sense that Escobar obviously was uh, starting shortstop coming into the season and even last season, and Polanco didn't even play any short, as he said, in the minors, so uh, at least this season. So you would have thought maybe Polanco would have went to third, but really they want to get a good look at him there at shortstop. Uh, he's been okay out there defensively. Um, doesn't have great range and did kind of mishandle a play uh, in Sunday's loss on a slow roller from Kane. Uh, and sure enough, the very next pitch, Hosmer doubled uh, to score Kane, and that was essentially the game-winning run there. So 
Um, a little bit of a mixed bag defensively, but they're trying to see what he can do. If he can even be, you know, average there, um, the bat's going to play. Uh, he's always hit in the minors. There's a reason why he's a top 20 prospect. Um, he's hit so far in the majors, and every spin he's ever been up. He's been up a lot in terms of, you know, kind of here, a little short little stint the last couple seasons, and this year has been more of an extended look. But he's always hit at the major league level. Uh, he's a guy that doesn't draw a ton of walks, but can hit for average. Good bat speed from both sides of the plate. Uh, a good runner. Uh, so I think the thing is they want to see if he can stick it short because they kind of feel like as much as he might profile better at second base, they're just, you know, Brian Dozier's having such a great second half of the season. And Dozier at this point, you know, along with Maurer, is the face of the franchise. So they don't really want to, you know, trade Dozier just to make room for Polanco. I think they'd rather see Polanco take a hold of short, even if he's not going to be uh, that elite defender that they, you know, would love to have there. I think they're kind of hoping for guys maybe lower down in the system, the Nick Gordons, uh, Bielma, some of these young kids. And the minors that might be better defenders at short, but for now, they kind of want to at least stick with Polanco, find a way to get his bat in the lineup, and then next year they'll kind of figure out what they want to do at third base, whether it's going to be Sano or they're going to keep Booth or not. Um, but I think for now they want to see what Polanco's going to do at short. Well, we talked about uh, a couple of the young guys uh, acquired at the trade deadline, but uh, you know another guy who uh, not quite as young is Hector Santiago, who is an interesting addition to the rotation. Uh, he was a surprise all-star last season, um, but Rhett, uh, you know, his final, I think it was the final six starts with the Angels were all superb. He was 6-0 and with a sub-2 ERA, and then in four starts with the Twins, he's 0-4 with a 10.89 ERA. He's given up 23 runs in 19 innings with seven homers. What have you made of Santiago's uh, brief tenure with the Twins so far? It's definitely been ugly. Like you said, they have an ERA above 10. It's definitely not a good look, especially with a new team. Um, but, you know, on paper, the trade made a lot of sense. You know, uh, the last couple yeah. of years, Santiago has definitely been a better pitcher than, you know, than uh, Nolasco based on ERA. Um, even this season, same thing. I think when he came over, he was like 10-4 and four with a 4-2-5 ERA. Uh, so he definitely has had some success. But the thing he kind of said, which is really interesting after his last start in Kansas City, was that, once he came over to the Twins, he kind of wanted to fix his mechanics to throw more strikes and to kind of cut down on the walks. Because when he first came to Minnesota, he led the AL um, in walks a lot at the time. And I think with the, or the Twins, sorry, he's been trying to cut down on those walks, and but to to you know to his detriment in a sense, he's basically cut down on walks, uh, but he's leaving the ball right over the heart of the plate. So he kind of talked about it. Maybe he needs to kind of get back to his old ways of, you know, walking guys here and there, but at least you know being effectively wild, I guess you could say, um, and still getting the strikeouts and pitching them out of jams. Whereas right now, he's not walking guys, which is, you know, a good sign, I guess. He didn't walk anybody last time out or the time before that, but he also gave up a combined 15 runs in those two starts. So uh, that's not going to work. So I think he's kind of got to get back to maybe his old mechanics or continue to work on these to make it so that he's not leaving the ball over the plate. So if he can kind of live around the edges a little bit more, um, I think he'll be fine. Definitely got some good stuff for a lefty, and there's a reason why he's been effective the last few years. So I think he's just in a little bit of a rut where he's got to figure it out because you know, still a couple you know months left in the season, but if he continues to struggle this much, he could certainly find himself as a non-tender candidate uh, this offseason. But I think right now it's a little too early to speculate on that. If he can turn it around just because of his track record, it's hard to really, you know, say, oh, it's a terrible trade for the Twins when it's only been four starts, you know. And it's not like the last one's pushing very well with the Angels either. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely been a, a tough break for the Twins because they made this great trade and, and got a guy who's going to be a clear upgrade only to see him really struggle so far in those four starts. Uh, Tyler Duffy doesn't have a long track record, of course, but he was he was really good for the Twins down the stretch last season. Uh, 21 starts this year, he's got a 5.93 ERA. And we saw the other day, Rhett, I mean, perfect for three innings, and then it really fell apart in the fourth. So 
Um, we know there's, there's quality stuff in there, and we've, we've seen it at the big league level, but where do you feel like he's at in his developmental curve right now? It's been a little tough for him, as you said. Like this season, he did turn it around a little bit. The last couple starts were really good and then went perfect in that last outing. I thought, okay, maybe he's really turned the corner here. And sure enough, really, really struggled that inning. Um, I think the big thing for him is just continuing to kind of work on getting that uh, change up a little more refined. Because I think even last year when he had all that success, he was such a, you know, a fastball, curveball guy. I think the league's kind of adjusted to him a little bit on that. And he hasn't really shown enough of the flashes of that change up. Um, hasn't really located his fastball as well. And the big thing, too, this year was his arm angle got a little bit messed up. He's kind of already throws a little bit three-quarters as it is, but his arm angle dropped too much to the point where instead of his curveball, which is his best pitch, really kind of going, you know, you know, 12-6 going straight down, it was kind of, you know, spin inside to side, which was never a good sign. And I think it was also causing him to not locate his fastball as well. So I think once he got his arm angle up the last couple starts, it's been um, a lot better for him. He's kind of getting that command back and everything else because, as you said, We've seen him have success. His 10 starts last year, uh, he was really good, and it wasn't really a fluke in terms of, like, you know, the peripheral stats. He had a good strikeout rate, a good walk rate. Uh, he's been a little homer prone in general, um, but I think that at this point he's starting to get back into mechanics, even though that last start wasn't a good sign. I do think he's kind of at least getting back on track a little bit here. Uh, and we'll kind of see how it goes forward. You know, he was never a huge prospect, so in some ways his success uh, last year was a little bit of a surprise. So, uh, he's going to continue to get looks the rest of the year and kind of figure this out. You know, worst case, maybe he's actually be a bullpen guy, you know, in terms of long term. But uh, for now, the Twins do see him as a starter and want to continue to kind of give him chances to kind of figure it out here and show that he's more like the pitcher he was last year and the one that's really had some tough, uh, you know, stretches this season. All right. There you have it. The latest word from Rhett. I want to thank him for joining us. And thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Minnesota Twins Edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.